Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard on Chorus Radio each week. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. Hey, we've got a big announcement to make about a contest we're beginning this week involving Trafalgar Tours Canada, where you can win a $300 travel voucher from Trafalgar Canada. And all you have to do to enter is just send us your bucket list trip. I'm sure there's a number of trips you have in mind when it comes to your bucket list. But if you could narrow it down to just one, what would it be? We want to know, and we'll give you the details in a few moments when Wolf Ponick, president of Trafalgar Canada, joins us. Plus, we'll visit the Elkwater Lake Lodge near Cypress Hills in the southeastern part of Alberta. And later in the podcast, travel writer Carol Patterson is going to join us to share a short road trip she took to Abraham Lake, Alberta, in search of ice bubbles. It's quite a phenomenon, apparently, so I'm looking forward to hearing about that. I'm also looking forward to this as we start our podcast talking about a contest that we're beginning this week involving Trafalgar Tours Canada, where you can win a $300 travel voucher from Trafalgar Canada. And all you have to do to enter is send us your bucket list trip. And joining me now to help with the details on how to win is Wolf Ponick. He is the president of Trafalgar Canada. Their website is trafalgar.com. Hi, Wolf. Hello, Randy, and greetings to all of your listeners. Yeah, well, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, Before we get into the details of how people can submit their bucket list trip, tell us just a little bit about um, Trafalgar Canada, then. Trafalgar Canada is the largest operator of guided vacations, exploring the world from Canada. We go to all continents of the world. Our specialty is Europe. Britain and Ireland, but we also do uh, many programs in North America, in Asia, in South America, Australia, and New Zealand. And our brand has been around for 74 years. Many Canadians have traveled with us. We are a known brand, and we are looking to continue our service to the Canadian travelers in the future. So here's what uh, we have planned. What we want is we want you, not you, Mr. Ponick, but <laughs> our listeners to send uh, us their bucket list trip. And uh, how they do that is just go to the informedtraveler.org, just click on the entry page, and all we need is your name, your email, and what your bucket list trip is. It doesn't have to be a whole lot of detail, right? If it's uh, for me, I'm just going to use an example. I'd love to go on an African safari that's all you have to put is African safari. We, we don't need, I'd like, four days here, six days there, right? It doesn't have to be a whole lot of detail, right? Exactly. It's just going to be an inspirational idea to start with, and then we will elaborate along the way. Yeah. And so once a month, what we'll do is we're going to choose someone randomly from, that, uh, from all those entries, and that person is going to win a $300 travel voucher for any Trafalgar Canada tour. It doesn't have to be their bucket list trip. They can go on your website, and there's, like you mentioned, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say thousands of destinations to choose from, but they can use that voucher for any uh, Trafalgar Tan- Canada tour, can't they? Yes, you're totally right, Randy. Uh, We know that people search for inspiration, that they have dreams. But if they win our voucher, they're absolutely welcome to choose whatever suits them at that moment. 
And then also, you're going to become uh, kind of a regular now. So uh, once a month, you are going to come back and whatever that uh, bucket list trip, and again, I'm going to use my example, African Safari, uh, you're going to come on and you're going to tell us what uh, African Safari entails with Trafalgar Canada. I'm particularly looking at this 14-day Africa Safari tour from Kenya to Kilimanjaro. I think that would be fantastic. I'm right there with you, and actually that trip is on my bucket list indeed because I have not explored Africa enough, and I certainly would love to see Kilimanjaro. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I was going to kind of put you on the spot. I know that you've traveled a lot all over the world, and if you actually do have a bucket list... I do, Randy. I do have a bucket list, and my inspiration goes kind of all over the place. I would say that the country that I would like to visit the most currently is Israel because of its history of antiquity, its position in the Middle East, its phenomenal cuisine, and the whole story of the Middle East intrigues me a lot. So Israel would be number one. Mm -hmm. And number two would be Thailand because I love Thai food, but I've never been to Thailand. So sometimes we all get inspired by different little things. Well, that's just it, right? It doesn't have to be uh, an exotic African safari like I'm using as an example. It can be anything, really. What, what one person's bucket list trip uh, to, to someone is, is totally different from another person, isn't it? Absolutely, Randy. And if I may give a suggestion to you, to all of our listeners, sometimes all you need to do is to go through your, your old photo albums because we do not necessarily have to go to a new place which is always intriguing. Mm -hmm. But as we go through our old photos and reminisce of our travels, we may decide that we haven't been to Venice in a long time and how odd we were the first time we went to Venice or to Rome or anywhere in the world for it, for, for that matter. Mm -hmm, exactly. So again, here's how you enter. Just go to uh, our website, theinformedtraveler.org. There'll be a, a separate page, uh, entry form page. Just fill it out, your name, email, that's all we need, and what your bucket list uh, trip is. And then we're going to make the uh, announcement of our first winner on February 28th. Whatever that trip is from our entries, you're going to come back and, and tell us all about it. Sounds like a plan. I can hardly wait to be a part of this. Wolf Bonick, president of Trafalgar Canada, trafalgar.com. If you want some inspiration or ideas on what your uh, bucket list trip item might be, go to their website. Uh, look forward to uh, chatting with you on February 28th, uh, Wolf. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Mm -hmm. Well, tucked away in the southeastern corner of Alberta at Cypress Hills is the Elkwater Lake Lodge. It's a place I have yet to visit, so I'm excited to hear more. Joining us now to tell us more about the area and the Elkwater Lake Lodge itself is Leslie Nemeth. She is the assistant manager of the Elkwater Lake Lodge. Their website is elkwaterlakelodge.com. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Tell me the story of the Elkwater Lake Lodge. Well, it's been here probably 40 years, maybe longer, started out as the Green Tree Motel with uh, five rooms and three cabins and continued until uh, 2008 and 9 
when a new owner took over and expanded the main lodge, um, added a condo, there's three extra cabins. We have now got um, 73 rooms that we can rent in different styles and formats, and um, we're open year-round, 365 days a year and to service people that want to visit the Cypress Hills. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, let's uh, let's narrow it down to uh, where you're located in the province. I know it's in the area of Cypress Hills, but uh, give me some more details on that. And, and you know, well, you touched on the rooms, so we'll expand on the rooms a little bit too. Okay. We're south and east of Medicine Hat. It takes about 45 minutes to get here from the city. Um, the Cypress Hills is an interprovincial park that spans both Alberta and Saskatchewan. So we are in the Alberta side, in the town site of Elkwater. Uh, we do have a lake here and a town site with about 350 cabins and park services. So what was your summer like then? I know it's been a struggle for uh, the hospitality industry with the uh, pandemic going on, but what was summer like? Our normal reservations, which would have been made up of family reunions, weddings, um, and gatherings on every weekend, were mostly cancelled. Very few large gatherings happened. But Albertans, I think in general, decided that they needed a close-to-home getaway, and we experienced a lot of Albertans discovering their own province coming to the Cypress Hills for a getaway um, and enjoying their time here. So it was, um, it turned out to be actually not a bad summer at all. We had pretty good um, business, both from Saskatchewan and Alberta people mostly coming here. Nice. Well, it's a good opportunity to explore your own uh, backyard, so to speak. Um, tell me a little bit more about the, the uh, wide variety of accommodations. I know that you talked about condos and there's 73 rooms. So, so you can accommodate just about anybody now or, or is it restricted now with uh, the number of people? How does that work? Yeah, we um, are open, uh, except for, of course, we're following the current restrictions for takeout service from our restaurant and the swimming pool and hot tub areas are are closed. But aside from that, our rooms are all available. We have six individual cabins that we rent. Um, Three of them are year-round, three are summer season only. Uh, We have three condominium buildings offering one-bedroom condos, two-bedroom condos, uh, condo lofts, that can sleep anywhere from four, six, or eight people. And uh, so there's uh, quite a variety of condo uh, opportunities here for large groups. Mm -hmm. And in the hotel, we have a normal sort of room selection with one king bed, one queen bed, or two queen beds. We have several rooms that offer a queen bed and a pull-out sofa, which offers a bit of a sitting area if that's not needed for sleeping. And uh, some of our rooms have fireplaces, others have decks. We have a jacuzzi king room. Actually, there's six of those that have a two-person jacuzzi tub, a living room space, a large shower with shower head at each end and a king bed. It's often thought of as our honeymoon or uh, romantic getaway (laughs) suite. 
Yeah, every hotel needs something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Valentine's is coming, and they are all booked. Well, that's good. And now uh, I, I understand, too, that uh, your pool and hot tub are, are closed right now. But under normal circumstances, uh, tell me about the saltwater pool that you have. Yeah, it's um, very much a popular thing here. Uh, families do their day activities outside, you know, hiking and biking and in the wintertime, cross-country skiing or snowshoeing. And it's a wonderful opportunity to go to the pool and warm up and relax at the end of the day. Uh, the saltwater pool, of course, is um, kind of a nice feature in that it doesn't have the, a lot of that chlorine um, the smell that you would get in some of the other types of pools. And the hot tub is a relaxing spot. But under COVID right now, of course, they are not available. Mm-hmm, exactly. You did touch on some of the things that people like to do in the area, but what uh, what are some of the other activities? In the wintertime, are you looking at uh, um, snowshoeing and um, cross-country skiing, those types of things? Yes, we have. Uh, the parks have been creating a luge run in the center park that's really popular with families. It's uh, kind of a up and down toboggan hill that they add humps and lumps and twists and turns. And truly, um, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> There's also an ordinary straight down tobogganing uh, hill uh, that's provided. They've also built a... Um, oval skating oval Mm -hmm. in one of the campground parking areas so it goes around and around and then uh they've kept that flooded and groomed so people are enjoying the um oval skating we also have a skating rink here that's um provided by and looked after by the community association they regularly flood and clean the ice and keep it in great shape and it's well used Uh, of course ice fishing is very popular in the winter time you'll see many huts out on the lake and downhill skiing cross-country skiing snowshoeing are very popular Uh and uh, they do groom a lot of the cross-country ski trails as well through Uh, the winter and i would think uh, in the summer hiking biking those types of things would be Yeah, absolutely. We have a 670 Collective Bike Club that has taken it upon themselves to improve the trails up to a international biking standard. So we really do have a large amount of bikers come here uh, to participate in uh, biking through the, the hills here in the summertime. And hiking, of course, um, is very popular. We also have uh, a beach area that's uh, at, with playgrounds for the kids, and lots of people like to swim, kayak, um, canoeing on the lake. You'll see lots of boats. They also do um, water sports like skiing and tubing, and um, you'll see some parasailers out there on a windy day. There's um, you know, on anything related to water sports, of course, fishing mm-hmm. is uh, in the Elkwater Lake. And then there's several other lakes very close here that have uh, great trout fishing, and they're very popular as well. As camping, um, we have a lot of camp stalls in the park, as well as the hotel, of course, that's open every day. 
So um, summertime is a great time also to come and participate here in the Cypress Hills. Well, it sounds like a fun experience, that whole area of the uh, Elkwater Lake Lodge. Uh, ElkwaterLakeLodge.com is the website. You find out uh, lots of information there. And Leslie Nemeth is the Assistant General Manager of the Elkwater Lake Lodge. Uh, It was fun chatting with you, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you. Well, one of the themes we've been doing through this pandemic is exploring your own province, and that's exactly what travel writer Carol Patterson has been doing as well. Recently, she took a short road trip to Abraham Lake, Alberta, searching for ice bubbles. It's quite a phenomenon and quite a sight to see. And Carol wrote about it on the Road Stories website at roadstories.ca. It's titled Finding Bubbles at Abraham Lake, and Carol Patterson is here now to share her experience. Hi, Carol. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I'm excited to learn about bubbles at Abraham Lake, <laughs> which you wrote for uh, roadstories.ca. Uh, what inspired you to do this? Well, I was getting a little tired of my bubble, as dictated by health precautions, so <laughs> I decided to go look for some different bubbles. And I've always heard about these methane bubbles that appear every winter at Abraham Lake in uh, Alberta's eastern slopes along the David Thompson Country um, Highway 11. And so I had no place else to go, so this was the year. Um, I finally took that item off my bucket list and made it up to to see this phenomena, which is really quite special. Well, it sounds kind of cool. I did see some images that you posted on Twitter from your Twitter account. And uh, so basically, you're really uh, on the ice in the middle of a lake looking at bubbles. It's as simple as that, but it's more complicated than that. Where do the bubbles come from, anyway? So the bubbles are actually created by bacteria that's feasting on decaying material. So this could be like grasses or plants, trees, dead animals, whatever's fallen into the lake or been covered over by the water. And so it's constantly happening. But in the wintertime, when the ice freezes over... It traps this methane um, process, and the bubbles are suspended just below the surface of ice. So it means that you can get out and, and see um, all of these bubbles rising from the, the depths of the of the lake. And are they moving or are they frozen? Is it uh, like trying to explain well, <laughs> explain this to me here? Well, that's a good point. Yes, uh, if you've seen them, you know what they look like. But if you haven't seen them, it's kind of hard to visualize. But they are frozen, um, so I mean, they, they obviously aren't frozen when they start out, but they, they're captured in the ice. So when you're looking at them, they look like uh, pearls of, of white orbs uh, hanging down below the ice surface. And some of them are quite large, like perhaps um, the size of your foot. Uh, others are smaller, more like the size of your fist. And, um, and you find them kind of in groupings, a lot of them. And some of them are quite close to the surface. Uh, others you can see as you look down, maybe uh, two feet down uh, into the lake, you can actually see these uh, these bubbles. And so for photographers, they're often looking for groupings of them because it makes quite a stunning photo if you can take a picture of these bubbles uh, with the mountain, like Mount Michener in the background. So. Uh-huh. Uh, was there a lot of people? When did you go, by the way? And uh, obviously, if you're walking on ice in the middle of the lake, you got to be careful. Uh, that is true. So I went last weekend, so that would have been January 24th. And uh, this is a really good activity for sort of midwinter when you're not sure where else to go, especially during a pandemic, uh, because the bubbles don't really 
appear until sort of mid-January. So mm-hmm. this isn't something you would do any earlier in the year. And so you want to make sure, as you pointed out, that the lake is frozen. Uh, you don't want to go through the lake, as we've seen you know, recently in some of the mountain lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, there's uh, Explore Nordic has a website with some information on ice conditions, although it's not totally up to date. But, um, you know, good rule of thumb is, I guess, go and, and watch, see what other people might be doing, um, and not to just go willy-nilly out to the middle of the lake. Yeah. Uh, this is a man-made reservoir, so... There's two rivers, the uh, the Klein River and the Saskatchewan River going into it. So there is some movement, and you'll see frost heaves or ice heaves in the middle of the lake, and there can be open water. So you do need to proceed with caution. Uh, okay, so now assuming it's safe and now you're in the middle of the lake, uh, uh, like, isn't there not snow covering the lake? Um, how does that work? Is there, is there Obviously, there's clearings somewhere because other, you, otherwise you wouldn't be able to see them. Well, that's... That's a good point, because when I drove up there after a three-and-a-half-hour drive from Calgary, I was a little disappointed because the lake looked pretty white, not turquoise blue like I've seen in some of the pictures. Mm. Um, so not to be disappointed if you show up and you do see snow on the ice. Uh, it isn't wide open clear, or at least it wasn't the day I was there. You had to walk closer to it and see that there are clear patches and then there's parts with snow. And actually, that's one of the reasons the Abraham Lake is a good place to go for bubbles is because... It is so windy that it often is clear in places from the snow. And uh, as you approach, some people say take a broom uh, because you can (laughs) sweep away some of the snow and polish it up for that photo. Uh, Polarizing lens is also a good idea if you're a photographer. And... uh, and then, yeah, you'll, you'll have a chance to see the, the bubbles. But they're found in certain areas. It's not like the whole lake is covered in bubbles. There's oh. a, a few places you need to go. And um, important to take grippers for your, your shoes, like just basic hiking boots or winter boots. You'll probably fall over. Um, so having something like cleats or whatever on your shoes would be really helpful. And, um, and also be careful where you park because... Some of the roads down to the lake are quite steep, so not only do your feet need grippers, so do your tires. So you'll see a lot of people just park on the road and walk down to the lake um, because they want to be able to leave at the end of the day. Yeah, well, good (laughs) point. I was actually going to ask you about that. What about parking and, you know, how far of a walk from where you park, like the road or wherever, to the actual point uh, where you might see bubbles? Uh, well, you won't have to be a great athlete for this activity. Um, it's very family-friendly and very <laughs> accessible for a variety of fitness levels. So some of the places are a little bit further than others. You know, you might have to walk, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Others, it's sort of you park, like Preacher's Point is a, a very popular place, uh, and you're just you're down on the ice within a couple of minutes. So uh, it can be fairly close. Again, you can't see them from your car. You will need to stop, park, get out. It may not look like there's any bubbles from where you are, but as you get closer, you're you're probably going to find them. And uh, Preacher's Point is kind of nice in that it's uh, the water seems a little bit lower um, or shallower, I should say. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the ice down, you're you're actually seeing the bottom of the the water body, which is kind of cool. So. I went to two places. I went to Hoodoo Creek, and then I went to Preacher's Point, and uh, quite a bit of a different experience at uh, Hoodoo Creek. The water's deeper, and so it was more of a a deep aquamarine color, whereas when I went to Preacher's Point, it was more of a clear, uh, sort of gin-clear water uh, beneath my feet. So not water, frozen water. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and you mentioned it's about a three and a half hour drive from Calgary. Uh, it's probably, um, I don't know, a few hours from Edmonton or wherever. Uh, so did you make this a day trip? I did. Um, it is three and a half hours about that from Edmonton as well. So it's a it's a long day trip, but given the COVID requirements and um, I was trying to avoid people, I did it as <laughs> a day trip. So I got up early and uh, and went there and back in a day, and I, I managed to do it. It wasn't, you know, it's sort of like going to Edmonton from Calgary and back mm-hmm. in a day. And um, that if you do want to make it an overnight, there is a hotel, or not a hotel, but an eco-lodge in the area called Orem Lodge, which is the closest one to the, the lake and the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rocky Mountain House is another good place for sort of a staging area if you want to make it a, a weekend trip. Uh, how did you hear about this? Uh, I don't know. I've known about it forever. I just, it's been, maybe I saw a picture on Instagram or something like that. But uh, I just, it's one of those things that, you know, never came up to the top of the priority list because it didn't seem like Mm -hmm. it was worth a winter getaway. But with the pandemic and we're looking around our neighborhoods for things to do, it just seemed like, and when I started researching, I realized people come from all over the world to see these bubbles uh, in a normal year and I've missed it. So this year was my year. And it is an ideal COVID-friendly activity, right? I can't imagine there's too many people out there. And, you know, you can social distance pretty easily. And if it's cool enough, chilly enough, which it has to be, to keep the ice from you know, melting, then uh, you're wearing face coverings anyway. That pretty much sums it up. And the, the lake is, is 33 kilometers long. So not that it's all like a bubble-friendly area, but mm-hmm. you're right. There is room to, to space out. And uh, it is outdoors. And like I did, like I say, I just drove it as a day trip, um, no contact with anyone else, which isn't always great for tourism spending. But in a year like this, where we're trying to observe the health uh-huh. uh, rules, it, it works. And, uh, and it was really nice to see something this different and special. And like I say, it's it's one of those um, natural phenomena that attracts attention. It from is pretty cool. The world. Yeah, like I, did, I mentioned, I saw the pictures on uh, Twitter um, and Instagram, but um, you mentioned that it's methane gas. What's Abraham Lake like in the summertime? Have you been there? I have. Um, it's windy in the summertime, too. <laughs> um, but, no, it's beautiful. And, you know, it, we are kind of spoiled here in Alberta. We tend to go into our national parks, you know, in Jasper and Banff a lot. But David Thompson Country has some stunning uh, landscapes, and Abraham Lake is one of them. Um, I've read that it's kind of a risky place to take your kayak or your boat because of the wind, uh-huh. uh, but, it, but it is pretty. And uh, there is some nice hiking around there. Um, it's a popular area for off-road vehicles as well, so people you know, with their quads or whatever might use the area. Yeah. There's uh, camping um, around there. So it is a place that you could enjoy in all seasons, although obviously the ice bubbles is, is a winter activity. But yeah, definitely a destination worth seeing uh, any season. Finding Bubbles at Abraham Lake. Uh, The author is Carol Patterson. You can find the story on roadstories.ca. Her website is carolpatterson.ca. It's always fun to chat with you, Carol. Thank you. Thanks, Randy. Have a good day. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveler.ca. 
So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler. Or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.